And we're just limiting ourselves constantly, but we have a huge potential for change, for transformation, for impact. But, um, it really requires us to, you know, cleaning up the backyard so then we can actually be our best selves. Welcome to Supernormalize, the podcast where we challenge the conventional, break boundaries and normalize the seemingly supernatural. Join me, CJ, as we explore less uncharted realms of existence and unravel the mysteries of life experience. My treasured listeners, if you have a life story or healing modality or unique knowledge that you'd love to share, reach out to me at supernormalized, that's supernormalized with a Z, at proton.me. Let's together embrace acceptance of the supernatural and unusual as what it really is completely normal. Welcome to today's episode of Supernormalized. I'm thrilled to introduce our special guest, John Ernal, a friend of mine who is a renowned thought leader in the field of mindfulness and family constellations. Having overcome his own battle with depression, John discovered powerful modalities that not have not only transformed his own life, but also enabled him to guide others on their journey to wholeness and well-being. Through his coaching expertise, John works closely with individuals, helping them to unlock their potential. Additionally, he facilitates captivating family constellation sessions in groups, which have been described as nothing short of magical by those who have experienced them firsthand. Get ready to be inspired as John shares his wisdom and insights with us today. Enjoy the show. Today on Supernormalized, I welcome John Unul, who I have known now for a number of years, and he has a practice um, and he works with a lot of people, um, sometimes individually, but mostly in groups, and it's to do with mindfulness, becoming conscious of yourself and your reality around you. John, give us your bio. Tell us what you, who you are. Who am I? That is the... Big question, right, Chris? <laughs> the biggest question <laughs> of life. So I, I, I believe I'm still figuring that out <laughs> at, at age 45. Okay. But uh, in a nutshell, what what my bio is, you know, let's talk about conventional sense. And um, I, I, I got trained. I, I do have a training in psychotherapy, so I worked in the mental health field for a number of years. Yeah, including a mental health hospital back in the days in Sydney. Um, and mindfulness was always a part of my life. Um, and the reason why I started that at age 28 was because of depression, actually. So um, it, I was going through a really rough time in my life. And, the, you know, I was put on medication, which didn't really work for me. And this is when I discovered uh, mindfulness through a mindfulness uh, or meditation retreat. It was a 10-day full-on retreat, which really got my attention. And since then, I've been a practitioner of um, mindfulness. And I, I've been using this with my clients. 
so I, when I was working as a counselor and then as a, as a mindfulness and mindset coach and also working with organizations, it was always part of the um, toolkit, so to speak, because it really helps people to notice what is happening, uh, develop a sense of self-awareness, noticing what's happening in our minds, which most of the time we don't really pay so much attention to. Uh, so the mind is always in this overdrive of what is next, go, go, go especially in the Western world, and we don't seem to slow down and just notice, why am I rushing so much? Um, so that's a little bit of my bio. I currently um, live in Bali, and the reason why I'm in Bali was because that I, I, I was offered a job to work at a, at a university as a lecturer, lecturing in leadership and, and coaching, and that brought us from uh, Australia to Bali. And this is just about three years ago. So a very diverse background. Um, and yeah, that's that's me. Excellent. Well, welcome to the show, John. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Great to see you. <laughs> yeah, great to see you too, bro. Uh, look, um, I've done some of your, or actually I did one, no, two things with you. I did, did a mindfulness course way back when, and I also did a family constellations course. And um, both were good, but the family constellations blew my mind because it was so interesting and simultaneously weird. Can you explain? <laughs> can you explain um, a family constellation session and and what that is and how it works and typically what happens with people? Yeah, I mean, family constellation, as you have experiences, is kind of magic, um, but yeah, it's not definitely. so magic. <laughs> so uh, this is a modality. It's actually a psychotherapy modality that has been developed by a German um, German um, therapist uh, called Bert Hellinger. He was actually a missionary back in the day. So he was working in Africa and he was observing um, Zulu tribes just to see how they actually uh, work with conflict. And what he experienced was that um, they were also including ancestry, right? Whenever there was something happening within the tribe, um, the ancestors were always um, always there. Um, so family constellations is a modality that helps us to release any, um, any baggage, I would say, that we have inherited from our lineage, um, from our ancestry. And there's like we know scientifically uh, when a trauma happens in our system, that trauma, if it's not resolved, gets passed down to the next generation through our DNA. So in a in a way, family constellations. Um, for example, something may have happened in your life, uh, in your generation, in your lineage. Let's say you know, hundred years ago, your great grandfathers um, ha something happened. And if that has not been resolved, that keeps getting passed down to one generation to another because the system wants balance. The system wants to heal itself. And it finds a way to um, pass this on to the next generation so that people who are maybe a bit more conscious, maybe a little bit more aware can do something about this. Um, so in like there are, certain uh, principles in the, in the in the constellation work and there's not too many too many but the first one is we work with the all-knowing field it's called a phenomenological approach um so we're all connected when someone does a constellation um and they pick representatives to you know represent their family members um and we can get 
information about what is happening in that system. So that's phenomenology. The second one is orders, meaning that um, parents are big, children are small. Parents give, children take. So there are certain orders, but what can happen in families is, for example, if for, you know your parents were going through a divorce, as children, we may take on the role of a parent. Right? We may become a confidant of one of our parents, of, of mothers. Or, so we get entangled into the system out of love. And the third principle is that everybody belongs. It's, it's the inclusion of the entire system. Um, so if someone is excluded from the system because maybe they've done something bad in, in the family, maybe they, they stole, they may have killed somebody, they brought shame to the family. Uh, and if they were excluded, the system wants that person to be included again. And therefore, um, generations later, we might have people resonating with that person who may have been excluded and acting out in a certain way. Um, to to seek resolution so that's a very very interesting modality that uh, i've discovered a couple of years ago now i've done it like actually i've, I've known this since 2013 and it was a life-changing moment for me when i did my first constellation work uh, because i was just working with this um uh, the belief I, I just had this uh, ongoing belief around i'm not good enough like since I was since I was young, I, and I know that I'm not the only one. Like in in, in therapy field, like a lot of people, ninety five percent of the population world population feels that we're not good enough. Um, so when I was doing my constellation work, um, and my background is is Turkish, so there was a lot of war in that era. Uh, so we were going back five or six generations, and it looked like a one of my ancestry. And they had a medicine bag. So they were working with people to, to heal people. But that medicine bag got kind of um, contaminated. I think maybe they got greedy. They just wanted to get the money. And so something really happened. Like this is five or six generations. So we're talking about three, 400 years ago. I got no idea. But again, that thing got passed down from generation to generation and ended up with me, right? A couple of hundred years later. Yeah. <laughs> so... But in that constellation, I had the opportunity to give that back because yeah, right. it, it was not mine to carry. Um, but but that's what we do. We all of us do carry stuff for our ancestors in a subconscious way because we're not aware of this. So in a way, that's that's what family constellation is about. It's it's finding the balance in the system and it's it's moving on with your life and giving back whatever is not yours to re resolve. Mm, mm. I know when I worked on some of my stuff, um, it was really surprising because we did a constellation around me and some things that I was going through as a youngster. And um, one of those things, I can't remember what exactly it was, but I had in that constellation somebody representing my mother, somebody representing my father, somebody representing my sister. And then we, I, I think from what I remember, we sort of paused and sort of soaked into that idea of who we were. But we'd pick people randomly from the group to act as those people for for me, to reflect to me what I needed to know. And when they started acting in those ways, the people were actually saying all the right things, although they had no idea about any of my history. So it was very surprising to see 
you know, the representation of my mother say the thing that she would say, and then the father say what he would say, and then my sister say what she would say. And within that, I found healing. It was really good to hear it from all those angles that I did not expect to to have. I was like, what? It was like a telephone to the past. <laughs> yeah, a little bit spooky. But you're exactly <laughs> talking about the field, the all-knowing yeah. all field, right? Mm. So we all have this capacity to yes. tune into someone else. And when you are doing a constellation, you bring your field with you because you're always connected to your ancestry. Mm. Most of the time, you don't think about that, but you have come from somewhere, Chris. Mm. Yeah. Right. So your your parents are behind you, your grandparents are behind you. So if you go back to seven generations, there'll be like more than 64 people standing right behind you right now. Mm. And that's how we all came to existence from the yes. source, life passing on. Um and and we forget that. And we, we think that we're all individuals and having an individual life. <laughs> and forget that we all belong to a system. Uh, so this is a different way of looking at, um, you know, issues as well. Like, can I actually widen my lens around the systems? What kind of systems am I belonging to? Mm. Right? We have the family system. You have your cultural system. You have your belief systems. You have, you know, you grew up in Australia. Um, you have the the people, you know, there's you, you belong to a bunch of different systems. And, we all belong to the system of the world, the economy and, and all of that. Mm. And most of the time, you just don't really pay attention to those systems. And when we have conflict, we think like, oh, yeah, I have this conflict. But um, can I just step back, zoom out a little bit and notice why is there this conflict? What is What needs resolution in the system? Mm -hmm. Okay. And have you seen a lot of um, uh, massive changes for people that have done family constellation work with you? Yes. I mean, uh, I have seen change. I mean, you just have to talk to those people, I, I guess, who were part of the constellation. So you're one of them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what changes because we, we have a session and then people go and live their lives, right? And <laughs> that was something happens in, in, that, in that field. Something mm. gets untangled and... Even if it's just one movement towards a better life, for me, that's enough. So it's not me who's doing the healing. It's not me who's changing. It's really the client and the client's willingness to step in and, and start, you know, having a courage to look at what people couldn't look at for so many years. Mm. And it's a challenging, challenging work. Mm. Uh, we it's, it's almost like we're just clean, cleaning our, our, our closet of, of ancestry and sometimes we don't even know what we're going to find right? <laughs> yeah. so you've never you don't get feedback very often from from people who've done family constellations yeah i mean i, I get feedback uh but then again it's it's really hard to pinpoint um why that or how that change happens mm. right maybe you heard something in that constellation that resonated with you and that released something in you but it's it's not so much about me getting feedback because um, I'm I'm doing some extra like additional training right now with um, with someone who does a lot of organizational constellations, um, so systemic and organizational work like doing this work in in organizations, and I'm I'm just really loving this uh, training because 
you know, yes, my ego wants to say, yes, Chris, I was the one who healed you. And it's like, you know, <laughs> of course. And um, like sitting with this man who is 74 years old. So he he's a lot older and wiser than me. He's like, um, yeah, you know, who knows who's doing the healing? <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> it's like, you know, if the, but, but he also says, like, I trust my clients. Yeah. I trust the wisdom in my client. Yeah. And I, I trust that the client will take whatever they need to take away to put that into action. Mm. So it's not like ma we're magically changing something. It's, it's really based on what you see in that constellation. What are you going to do differently in your life? Mm. How are you going to act? Maybe with your family. Maybe you have an estranged sister or brother um, that you haven't been spoken for you know, a number of years. And then you do a constellation, you can see the dynamics, what caused you, that relationship to be estranged. And then you can actually start taking some action because we're looking at, hey, there, there is a reason why uh, that this person is acting that way. Right, right. So it's more about getting information so then you can make wiser choices in your life. Mm -hmm. So overall, you're about tuning up everybody. Pardon? Overall, you're about tuning up everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not tuning them up. It's it's more like they're connecting themselves, they're connecting to the lineage. I just facilitate the process. Okay. Right. So I just hold the space. I um, yeah. You know that. You know, I I look at the principles, and sometimes I, I I know which step to take. But even if it's coming from the mind, it's like. So like and and the field like the the field is so intelligent, like my my mind has a plan. Okay, so you're telling me your story. I go, okay, we we need to do this 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 in my mind, right? And then we start the constellation and the field like the information that we get is just like we just have to go with the information that we receive from the field, not what I think will be the okay. right choice for you. Okay, so when and, you're in and, that position, do you actually mm -hmm. feel like you're um you know you're using your intuition to know where to to push the right buttons for people to make things change? um yes uh and also i'm i'm using the field i'm using the representatives to give me the information that the client needs to hear it's nothing to do with me it always mm -hmm. in the service of the client for sure and the client needs to resonate with what is happening so it's yeah. really about um i mean you can do an amazing piece of work but you may be uh, completely disconnected from the client and the client is just you know so overwhelmed with what's happening with <laughs> with the traumas or whatever they can't take it in so there, yes. there is no healing there's no change because nothing gets registered mm -hmm. um, so it's always about um, my connection with the person that I'm doing the constellation for okay, okay. and then we use the the field the, the representatives in in service of the client are you still teaching people how to do this sort of work or what are you doing there now? I am, I'm not teaching people to become facilitators. I'm running constellation workshops uh, and I'm also doing this work, looking into doing this work in organizations, mm -hmm. which is, you know, one of the biggest passions that I have, like how do we make organizations a more harmonious, yes. a more collaborative space where we can be our full self. Right. Um, I'm not sure if you had any negative experiences in the workplace, but I work with quite a lot of people 
And I have been in uh, workplace environments where things were not so great. Right? There was toxicity. And, and guess what? We spent an enormous amount of hours in the workplace. So it impacts a lot of the mental health and well-being of the people yeah. who are sometimes stuck in, in positions that they cannot leave. Maybe they have a mortgage. They don't know what to do. Maybe they don't trust themselves. So how can I actually shift that? for organizations so then we have psychological safety we have people who care about each other and it, it's not just about the bottom line but it's also um around humanizing the workplace mm -hmm. so yes i i do I, I run workshops for general public uh working with organizations and um yeah and seeing coaching clients okay so tell us more about your mindfulness practices do you still do groups of mindfulness with people? Yeah, I um, I do. I run courses um, like um, introduction to mindfulness courses, and I used to run retreats. That that's the one that you attended in Brisbane yes. back in the days. Um, yeah. I, I'm not running those anymore yeah, because we're in Bali. But so they they could be in the pipeline. Uh, but at the moment, I'm just waiting because I feel like I'm in in a bit of a transition right now in my own life, mm -hmm. and I'm just waiting to see what is the right move. And um, so I'll just wait a little bit to see what emerges in the field. Because I, Chris, I just get a little bit bored if I keep doing the same thing again and again. So I just, therefore, I just need to, you know, part of the evolution is like, what is next? How can I take people a little bit deeper? Is this still, um, you know, resonating with me? Is this still the path? And I've changed paths so many times which can be really challenging, you know, when you're in the middle of it and you don't know what to do. Um, so like, okay, let's, let's wait and see what is, what is emerging right now. But to answer your question, yes, still doing mindfulness courses, still, um, I mean, in a way it is, it is the basis of whatever I do because with our self-awareness, which we get through mindfulness practices, we don't actually, we don't have anything, right? If, we're not self-aware then i can't change mm. without awareness so is, mindfulness gives us this opportunity to be present and notice what's happening right here right now what does self-awareness mean to you self-awareness is noticing how am i feeling thinking and acting and being fully aware of that so what are my thought patterns? What are the emotions that I experience? And based on this, what, how do I act? And what is the impact of my actions? Can I just be really aware of, you know, when I make a decision, what's going to be impact on, on this, on other people? So that's my definition of self-awareness. Mm. And how do you recommend people come to self-awareness in their own lives? I mean, do you have any, you know, uh, practices that you employ yourself, for example, yeah. in the in your daily rituals? Yeah, yeah, you love your rituals. I know that. Um, my rituals <laughs> are <laughs> my rituals are uh, meditation, like morning meditation every day when I wake up. There is a time where I get to center myself, and I usually do like a breath or a body scan meditation to anchor myself into the present moment. There's a bunch of different tools that you can use. Journaling is a great one, right? Just journaling in the morning or 
whenever you have time. Um, sometimes for some people, it's just having long beach walks or contemplation or yoga practices. So we're all very different. And based on the state of your mind, and you, you may find different tools um, beneficial at different times of your life. So for the mind that I have, which was, or, you know, still is at times, like very anxious, worried, constantly on the go, 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 based on my past traumas, mindfulness is is really good tool for me because it helps me to calm down the central my central nervous system so i can actually you know take a take a moment to relax and just be so that really works well for me uh, my wife on the other hand um who was in your podcast as well um she likes more active stuff uh, she's usually more on the she's a pisces so she's all about dreaming and all that kind of stuff so she needs more of a physical practice so she does like yoga and and um uh tai chi practices to come back into the body so different uh, ho different horses what is it called uh, different, different horses, horses different courses <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah have you tried some of her practices and have they worked for you at all yeah, I love yoga. Uh, I love, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's it's a balance of mind, body, and spirit, right? Yes. So we always need to involve the body, right? Uh, so mindfulness really helps to train the mind. I do have a regular practice of going to the gym mm. and I'm doing, um, I, and I used to love yoga. I'm a little bit out of it right now, but again, things do change, definitely. Like I just love my beach walks. I just go and... Um, when we're walking, something really happens physically to us. Right? We become calmer, or you know, we're more balanced. Something shifts when we're in nature, for example. So mm -hmm. these are the practices that I, I I do on a regular basis. Yeah, well, definitely walking on the beach is a is a really special one, especially if you just just be there. I mean, being you know, having having your feet on the sand, the water going over them as you walk down the beach. Um, that's definitely a, a, a rebalancing of your own body electricity for sure. It actually takes out all those yeah. negative negative energies. So Grounding for sure. Absolutely yes. ground. Barefoot. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. We all know how good grounding is. I mean, that, that changes everything, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are there any other practices that you're exploring? Um, well, I'm working with a somatic... Uh, therapist right now um, yes. so and I'm finding that very insightful at the moment mm. I mean I've, I've, I had just two sessions and and for anyone who has trauma in the past and I think we all do okay uh, so somatic experiencing or somatic therapy is the way to deal with this so I just had early childhood traumas um of abandonment so that led me into a very kind of anxious attach attachment style and i just noticed in the last two sessions that there's this underlying anxiety in my nervous system so i can't seem to relax so even if i'm think that i'm relaxing there is all this this underlying anxiety tension just, yeah yeah just driving yeah. me yeah and right. that's that's 
that's the reason why I was always on the go, 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 right? My mind was always conditioned to, okay, what's next? Do this, do this. Let's go, let's go. Oh, and she is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a child of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mine was a bit of too much coffee, so. <laughs> uh, too much, yes. Oh, gosh, coffee, yes. That's, oh, yeah. Um, so she's really helping me to feel safe in my body, which I I don't think I ever felt that. Yeah, so really. It is, it's kind of a really life-changing experience for me to just breathe and just be and be in my own body and feel the safety of my body. How interesting. Yeah. So that's my next process at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. No, and I know that um, running off of the mind and that all, all that tension that comes in the body too. I mean, last weekend... Um, uh, my wife and I did a um, cacao breathwork session and she was doing some work with her ancestors. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do some work with my ancestors too. So I got in there and did some super deep breathing for a full hour and then really locked in there to the, to the ancestors and had a good chat with them. And mm. by the end of it, I was buzzing out of my mind so severely. I couldn't believe it. I had to go for a drive because I had to do something. But um, on the road, I was like, get out of my way, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like it was strange it actually brought up all this anger and I was like why am I so like it was actually just lots of energy but it turned into anger so it was like really sharp tongued and everything with everyone and it was not really good but um the good thing about it was that I realized I was doing it but I was just saying to everyone just watch out <laughs> I know where I'm at right now but yeah. um yeah it was good to release that energy but um the side effect of that was in the end that I actually gave up coffee on Monday and mm, this is amazing my first, what, what day is it? Thursday. So Thursday now, I got got over the migraines by you know Wednesday morning, um, the coffee migraines, caffeine migraines. Yeah. And um, my whole world is totally different. It's like I forgot what it was like not being on coffee. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're raising a really good point. Um, I think we're all highly caffeinated in in the western world and i yeah. did this experiment as well I, I went off coffee for a week and the first cup i had afterwards it just put me into this constant like hyper alert like i'm just buzzing and anxious it's like just one cup of coffee it's, it's incredible what it does to the nervous system um so yeah good kudos to you chris um this is amazing well done i mean well uh, let's see how, how that goes for you. Like, I'm, you know, I like to have a balanced life. Um, so so maybe I, I'll just do like once a week uh, yeah, for a treat or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said that to myself yeah. too. I might do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, but I think it would be out. good to detox first and then you can make a choice. That's right. Get it all out of my system. And yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to try one year without coffee and see how that goes. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that's a good change. Yeah. And you also mentioned breathwork. I mean, that's another tool that I think is very effective. I've done a number of breathwork sessions. I've done some breathwork, breathwork trainings. And it's a very, very good modality to get into the body and, and mm. release whatever is stuck um, in terms of uh, trauma. Yeah, we did some Wim Hof together that um, years mm. in that time. That was good. Actually, it amazed me because I, I, I ended up, I could hold my breath for so long by doing yeah. that method it was so powerful yeah well i mean i don't think we're using our body as we like you're not using our full potential as human no. beings no. we've been so conditioned to 
it's like, oh, you can't do this. I can't do that. The mind tells me this, that. And we're just limiting ourselves constantly. But we have a huge potential mm. for change, for transformation, for impact. Mm. But, um, it really requires us to, you know, cleaning up the backyard so then we can actually be our best selves. And that keeps constantly changing as well each day. Mm. Mm. Okay. So what ways can people uh, avail themselves of your services now? I mean, you, you work mainly with corporates now, is that correct? I work with, um, P uh, it depends. I, I do have coaching, like leadership and mindset coaching. So if people want to work on their mindset, uh, I'm available as, as a coach. I don't do counseling anymore. So um, for a number of reasons, why well, I'm not going to go into this uh, in, in this call, but um, so there's potential to, to get coached by me. I work with organizations and I also run constellations for the general public. Mm -hmm. Okay. And constellations are a live thing or do you do that also remotely? Uh, we can do that remotely. Um, I actually do one-to-one -one work with um, clients using, um, you know, some technology. Um, so we can actually create that space. And also um, some of my work is... Um, um, like in person, it's in Bali. That's happening like every uh, once, every every fortnight in different places in Bali. Uh, but I'm also looking into creating a space where we can come together as a as a community and do some online constellations because they work amazingly well as well. Excellent! Wow, that's cool. So, so I will let you know when that is happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, cool. I want to do some more work with you. That that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when you're doing coaching with people, um, is, are, there, are there common things that people work on or um, is there anything that you've, you could say is, is like a common sort of thing theme that um, you've seen a lot of? Um, yes and no. Like oh. it depends. It depends on the person. Like everybody's quite unique. But okay. like working with leaders, for example, um, there's a lot of um, doubt. There's a lot of imposter syndrome, for example. Um, oh. like people, high achievers, they, they're, they're there, but there's this lack of, you know, trust. Um, there is this lack of, oh, like, I, I'm, I'm here, but that must be luck. <laughs> I got lucky or, you know, whatever it is. For, <laughs> they're for trusting people. themselves. Yeah, they're not trusting themselves. And, right. I mean, I think the lack of um, trust or lack of self-confidence is, is a big team. Um, so I, I told you one of my biggest um, limiting beliefs was like, I'm not good enough. Therefore, I wouldn't go for um, some of the opportunities that I'm going for right now in my life in the past. Um, so it really starts with the mindset. What is the mindset that you bring into your everyday life? Mm. So it, it really starts with that because our minds are constantly talking to to us all the time. Yeah. Right. What is your mind saying you right now? Right. If are you aware of it? So the coaching really starts with that sense of self-awareness. We use some mindfulness tools to help people to come back into the present moment, start noticing the mind chatter, um, what we call the the judge. Uh, it's almost like a we call like I'm also doing some extra training in in a modality called uh, saboteurs. So so these are certain saboteurs, like the in your inner judge is a saboteur because it's constantly sabotaging your life. Mm. Right there's there are some other ones such as the controller, 
or hypervigilant, hyperachiever, uh, the victim. So there's a bunch of different saboteurs, but there, there's nine of them that come into play. So we identify what is running your life, what kind of saboteurs are running your life. And there's a test that you can do. Um, I can share that with you. Um, it's, it's a free test that will give you a list of your saboteurs, how you are operating in the world when you're below the line, right? When you're kind of triggered and you, you're saying like, I, I was in this anger, just get out of my, my, my way. That <laughs> indicates that you were, one of your saboteurs were activated, right? Yeah, right. Um, so you were like in this, cranky screaming at people or whatever oh i was enjoying it don't worry yeah yeah good <laughs> of course <laughs> anger is great right like, yeah, it's just fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> so maybe you're your controlling saboteur is like yes i'm just like that's my road like just get out of the way <laughs> but ultimately what we want to do is um because saboteurs are very limiting right although they may uh -huh. feel powerful and they had their reasons why they were developed uh, when we were children and they helped us to survive right like so they did their job, but in a way, as adults, they, they're outdated right now for us. Mm -hmm. So the journey is, can I um, start developing my, my sage powers? You know, we have the saboteurs on one hand, we have the sage yeah. on the other hand. And yeah. the sage powers are like the empathy. Can I be empathetic towards myself? Right? That self-compassion. Even if something goes wrong in my life, can I actually see the good in there? Can I uh, be innovative? Uh, can I? So there's five sage powers that we also talk talk about, and one of them is also active activate, which is like you just get going to um, doing something based on um, the the sages that you have, based on the information that you have. We all need to take action, right? And most of the time, the saboteurs don't allow us to take action. They say, "Hey, who are you to to take action? Who are you to go for that?" Um, other people will judge you, you know, all of this, like, what if, if, if you fail, like all of that mind chatter is actually, um, not allowing us to live fully. So I think my mission is, you know, can you be your best self and do the work that you're here to do? And let's, let's, you know, clean the backyard. Let's get the mindset shift happening. So mm -hmm. then that you align with your purpose. Like, why are you here? There's a reason why you're here. And you're a unique being with unique skill sets and talents. And only you can fulfill a certain mission. There's only one Chris in this world, right? There's only one John. So if, if you're not living your full potential, that means not only you're missing out, but the entire world is missing out on your wisdom, right? So that's yeah. that's what it is. So if everybody is living from that space of um, full service, for full alignment to the to the purpose, to the soul, I think we need to start talking about what does my soul want to do? Why am I here? And it's not a question around the mind, right? So the mind is very very limited, but when we tap into our soul, the the essence. Where we came from mm. it's um i think it's a game changer and you know sometimes it's such a weird topic to talk about <laughs> you know no 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 it's good it's, it's, it's all it's sort of, well i mean it's sort of esoteric at the same time as you know being grounded uh, in reality as well so I, I i appreciate it i mean i've i've been through times where i've 
you know, tortured myself with my own inner judge and kicked myself around the block just because I felt like I didn't belong anywhere and I didn't have any path in life. I mean, I've, I think I've come to terms with that with meditation for myself. I mean, I shut down all of the um, extra inner chatter that um, seems to get in the way of things and that's helped me a lot. But uh, you talking about that, um, you know, the idea of what am I here for? And that's one of the mm. that tr triggers to me. I like to do in constellation on that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what am I here for? You know, sometimes yeah. I'm just not sure, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if we can do a constellation on this one. We can oh. make an inquiry. Okay. Uh, we can basically, um, you know, put someone for your sole mission and get some information. But I, we, 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 won't, we won't be able to do a full constellation, right? We can get information from your soul. And so this is the beauty of like some of this work. Like you just have a representative who is representing your soul and you just ask questions. It's a bit like an interview that we're doing right now. For yeah. That person. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, we're up to around about, we're getting closer towards the end. How can people find you? Yeah, coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> if you're traveling in Bali, you happen to be in a certain area. I won't yeah. touch you, but um, <laughs> well, John likes it, these places yeah. and this beach. No, I, that's, that's not going to work. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I do believe there are no coincidences. So, if people need to find me, they will find me. But uh, I'll give you some uh, uh, places where people can look. And, and, and connect with me. So um, through my website, it's uh, consciousbeginnings.com.au. Um, I'm all on socials, um, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I'm mostly active on LinkedIn, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they can have a look at the website. There's some guided meditations there uh, as, as resources. And if they feel inclined to get in touch, they can send me send me a message. Do you have a newsletter that keeps people conscious? I don't have a newsletter, unfortunately. Oh God, come I know. On. I know. It's so I easy know. to set up. I could do it for you in like 15 yeah. minutes. Actually, <laughs> your wife could do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, Chris, it's I'm I'm really um in this phase of my life where I just need to pivot a little bit. Yeah. And see where does life wants to take me so i'm not actively pushing my work out there because i just don't like this push 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 energy uh, i i can do it um and then i run out of steam so i think the reason and i've been you know taking a bit of a sabbatical from the um from the social media actually not posting much because I just want to do this experiment to see what happens when, like how, and, and I'm noticing things do come to me organically, right? People recommending me word of mouth. Um, I just had a, had a LinkedIn message from a quite a big organization uh, the other day, and they, they're looking someone to run a one day um, executive retreat for them. So again, t like the universe always delivers, like, I believe whatever is mine is going to come to me. Yes. And sometimes it's very challenging though, like because we all need to pay bills and we, <laughs> we all need to do stuff. So it, it's the balancing act of like how much action do I take and how much uh, flow can I allow mm -hmm. myself to be in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
and I haven't figured out that that balance yet. But yeah, people can find me on uh, consciousbeginnings.com.au. Um, same for the Instagram and Facebook. Um, and yeah, let's get connected. Excellent, excellent. Is there any parting messages you'd like to share with listeners about basically being? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think my message will be just tune inwards and tap into that essence that you were born with. So that essence that came from the ether, from nowhere, um, that is all expensive, that is all um, loving, that is underneath the conditioning of the mind that we have experienced in this life. So tune into that essence and operate from that place and see the magic unfold for you because you are in connection with your soul and with your essence. So that's that's the message that I have as we say goodbye. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> Thanks, John. That was awesome. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, don't jump. That was yet. fun. Don't get off yet. <laughs> we'll, no, we'll okay. say goodbye to the listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And, um, yeah, I'll provide links to um, all of John's work at the bottom of the podcast notes. And bye for now. Well, it's truly a pleasure to catch up with my friend John and hear about his processes that he is working with now. And um, yeah, I'll provide all the links to his work at the um, bottom of the podcast notes. And if you've enjoyed today's show, please reach out to John and tell him. I'm sure he'd really appreciate it. And you'll find on his site all sorts of um, tests and things to actually help you discover new ways of being. If you've enjoyed today's show, please give it a five-star rating and write something really nice about it. I'd really appreciate it. And it will help other people to find the show. And if you think anyone else would like to hear this show, please share it, share it directly to them, friends and family, get it out there. Thank you so much for listening. And um, until next show, bye for now.